Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Karma Coughlin is the Chief Marketing Officer for SmartPack. She has an extensive background in digital commerce, specialty retail, and marketing leadership, plus a long-standing passion for horses. Coughlin earned her MBA from the University of Portland, Oregon, and has held roles at several well-known brands such as UGG Australia, Nike, Intel, and Bath and Body Works. When Coughlin isn't at work, she can be found spending time with her three horses along with her daughters who actively compete as well. I am so excited today because we're going to have the chance to get to know an amazing woman, as well as a company that so many horse owners know and love, and that is SmartPack. Karma, thank you for joining the podcast. I am so happy to be here and and totally flattered. Thank you. Well, let's start with just a synopsis. What is your job so we can get an idea of what your day is like and what you do for SmartPack? Sure. So um, I am the CMO or the Chief Marketing Officer and essentially what that means for SmartPack is that I'm responsible for leading the teams that drive sustainable and profitable growth, as well as ensuring that um, we have really curated, deep emotional storytelling that happens across all of our touch points. We are an e-commerce company, so those touch points are um, mainly digital to an extent, but we also live in the print world and we are known for our catalogs um, and some of our educational material. But really, my uh, perspective is that everything has to be holistic um, and all the stories have to be on trend. And the teams are responsible for sequencing that narrative across all of those um, customer facing touch points. So it's a really fun job. And I've been doing uh, marketing um, and marketing like this for many years, but this is the first time for me in the equine industry. So it's super exciting. Absolutely. And you're pretty new to the company, right? I mean, you just started in February of this year. I did. I'm brand new. Although I will say I'm not new from a customer perspective. I was a SmartPak customer for probably a good 10 years. Um, really with the um, purchase of my first horse, um, I got to know SmartPak very well um, and have been um, a supplement and a um, hard goods buyer of theirs for a very, very long time. Um, my horses are all outfitted in the SmartPak brand even before I became uh, the CMO. So I, I know a lot about the company. I'm getting to learn more and more every day. She rides for the brand. <laughs> I love it. What's a common myth that people might have about your position, be it being a CMO or or working for SmartPak in general, and can we bust it? <laughs> well, you know, I think the way I'll answer this is, is sometimes the way that I'll answer my mom when she asks me, what is it that I actually do for a living? <laughs> um, you know, marketing is um, it's a pretty interesting um, expertise. And I think that a lot of people are surprised how much, um, as a marketer, especially a modern marketer in today's world, you really have to rely on data and analytics to drive marketing. I know that traditionally, you know, when people think of marketing, they may think, oh, those cool print ads and video and advertisement and storytelling. But it's really more than that. Um, it's really more and more driven by the science of numbers, um, by the digital capabilities, especially for an e-commerce company like SmartPack is, um, as well as by customer insight. Um, and so it's really the combination of those two two things. So we do get to do some of those fun things on the art side and, you know, curating those cool stories um, and working closely with um, our sponsored writers. And um, you, you can't beat a story about a horse or a picture of a horse 
but so much so much of it now is really driven by the analytics. Um, I think that's probably the big buster of what marketing does these days that um, people are usually surprised by. That is so very, very true. Could you maybe give us um, just like a a 10,000 foot view of how much of your time is spent on pretty horse pictures and stories (laughs) versus spreadsheets (laughs) and numbers? Absolutely. Well, if if I had a choice, all of my time would be spent on looking at horse pictures. (laughs) Um, It's absolutely not the case. You know, we spend a lot of time um, and I expect, especially because I think um, at my level, you know, we really look at the business every day to make sure that we're, you know, really crafting. And, and creating uh, stories that are going to drive and propel the business forward and that are going to really provide um, the right products and services for our customer and make it easy for our customers to purchase. And all those things are reliant on whether or not we can understand behavior across the different purchase lifecycle, um, that we really understand what is it that, that drives our customers to rely on SmartPack and, and purchase our products, and just really to create more um, loyalists and advocacy of the program and brands. And so I would say that I probably spent most of my time looking at spreadsheets, talking about customers, customer segments, behavior, population, all of those are super reliant on data. But I do get to sprinkle that in with talking to uh, some of the creative and marketing teams about the beautiful catalogs that they develop and the ads and some of the videos um, that we get to have some fun with that we post on our site, as well as social media. Um, so it's, it's a good balance. But I would say for the most part, my head is in uh, spreadsheets, um, probably about 70 of the time, I would say. Well, I would love to know a little bit more about what led you here. So what was your journey and your experience to get you to this point with such a great company? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess they say hindsight is twenty twenty. although you could never um, have told me that I would have ended up working for SmartPak, although it was always on my radar. I just didn't think that it would ever be an opportunity, um, especially because I really started out uh, my career on the West Coast. And um, as many may know, um, SmartPak is based on the East Coast, at least the corporate offices. My undergrad is in international studies. And really, that, that wasn't my intention. I think sometimes you get to college with a, a lot of big ideas and then you kind of settle in and find what you're really good at and what you're interested in. Um, I started out studying biology and vet- veterinary sciences. But to be perfectly honest, where my interest really took off is on the social sciences. So things like anthropology, history, English, that really fed my curiosity about the world. Um, and in, in more in particular about human behavior, I'm always asking those questions, you know, why? And to be totally honest, it was way easier than pre-med classes. <laughs> so that it was kind of both of those things that, you know, kind of propelled me to really look at, um, at marketing and, and business more so than, than that science. I would say that my first job out of college, um, you know, coming out of college, you, you also don't really know what you want to do and you want to take some opportunity to kind of uh, find your feet, so to speak. And I really started at the bottom. I moved to San Francisco and started working as a receptionist for one of the, the big consulting companies um, at the time. It was uh, Deloitte & Touche, so I'm going to uh, date myself a little bit, but now um, they're known as Deloitte. Um, and I was a receptionist for a little bit of time, but I also knew that marketing was where my heart was and I worked really hard and took on some extra projects for the partners after hours and made my way into the marketing. And really from there, I just, that was, had always been my focus from that moment on. It just, you know, just continued to build on my curiosity. So I worked for a trade firm in PR and then a software startup. And then I went into high tech. Um, Intel was really the first part of my career where I was really focused on uh, B2B marketing, uh, business to consumer marketing. 
I had some time spent in the Intel Inside program, so really developing a lot of programs to um, drive consumer awareness of technology, which was a lot of fun. And I think my interest in that human behavior, it just translated really well. But I knew that I needed a little bit more um, expertise, and so I went back and got my MBA. And then from there, I joined Nike. Nike was is one of those brands that you think that you've made it when you start to work for a brand like that. <laughs> Um, and I, I really in, enjoy working there. I learned a lot about retail. I learned a lot about sport advocacy, about a lot about, you know, what does it mean to inspire someone? Um, and that was a really important part of my career. But then unfortunately, we moved because of my husband's job. And I took a role at Deckers, which is the parent company of UGG, and ended up launching a loyalty program. Um, and then a few years later, moved to Ohio to work for Bath & Body Works. And I worked in there to manage their customer loyalty uh, program and their mobile app strategy. So, you know, you can kind of see the trend here where, you know, even though I focused in on marketing, there was always this technology and digital component um, to, to my role. So lots of twists and turns, but really each one of them built upon the other and exposed me to tons of different skills and experiences of which, you know, I constantly refer and uh, leverage today in my job for SmartPack. Wow, that is quite the journey. I mean, the caliber of companies that you have worked for is really, really impressive. And the things that you've done for them, and like you said, taken away from them is just so very cool. I wanted to ask too, so kind of hand in hand with that, what was your horse journey? Um, So you as a horse owner and as a horse enthusiast, kind of alongside your professional career? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting, because I, I was a horse girl from the beginning. I mean, I think I came out of the womb, like, you know, with boots on, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I always loved horses. And, and really, that translated to, I, I always loved, I loved animals, but there's just something about horses. I probably don't have to tell your audience too much about, about that connection that, you know, we have with horses that just get under your skin. Mm-hmm. And so as a young girl, um, I had a, a Shetland pony for about a year um, and learned lots of lessons from that pony. But that just, I was just obsessed with horses. Um, but unfortunately, just because of, you know, my family actually worked for the military, we moved a lot. And so it was really only that year that I had, you know, a really focused time um, riding horses until I was much, much older. It wasn't until I was an adult um, that I found myself in a position to start taking lessons again and um, and riding. And then I, I purchased my first horse, which happened to be my lesson horse um, that I just I fell in love with. And the minute the trainer told me that someone had made an offer, I was like, no, that's not, that's not happening. I'm oh. going to buy this horse. <laughs> and that, that was the beginning of, of my journey. Um, and that was actually, you know, when I became a customer of SmartPack too. So those two things really dovetailed together. But I mean, I tell everyone this horse was my, was really like my first boyfriend. I <laughs> think about, I still think about this horse. I mean, this, it was just amazing. And that's really where that obsession was really ignited, I would say. Um, and I've had horses since. Sure. Well, and it seems that, you know, having horses and having that love for horses, like you said, you're kind of born with it, right? <laughs> it's not something you you really gained, you know, it grows over time or it changes or whatever, but you either have it or you don't. Um, but your career definitely uh, was not in the horse world until more recently, but it all kind of filtered in. Like, it's almost like it was like a grand circle plan, right? To bring all your passions into one place and, and all these things that you can bring to table. So I think that's really, really wonderful. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, you could never have told me when you look back on my experience, especially, you know, having worked in high tech that 
there would be at some point where I could bridge um, that experience um, and some of the companies that I worked for to uh, bring to bear and to leverage for SmartPack. Like there, I just, I would have like probably looked at you with a blank stare on my face. Um, I just, you know, I never thought that it would be possible. Um, and, and like I said, just, I'm just thankful every day that I had the experiences that I did um, and that I'm in the position that I'm at at SmartPack because I really, and we all believe in this company, um, and we believe in creating products and services for our customers that are mind-blowing. Um, we're, you know, we're obsessed with horses, but we're also obsessed with everything about horses. And so this was really, um, this is just the perfect place for, for me, and I think for many of um, the people that work at SmartPak. We have a lot of fun. That leads me into my next question, um, and I'd love to know, what is it like to work for SmartPak? What can you tell us about what it's like to be part of that great team? Yeah. I mean, for anyone who um, has a barn community, imagine getting to spend almost all day with your barn buddies. I mean, so many times I like, I walk into the office and I'm, and I just can't believe that I'm there. Um, That's what it's like every day. Again, I mean, the, the products are fantastic, but the teams are just so talented and so dedicated. And many of them are writers. Um, And we get to talk about horses, but we get to talk about horses and products in a meaningful way. Um, in an orientation where we feel like, you know, SmartPak is really, it's an important, we're providing an important service. Um, We believe in what we do. And I think that passion, when you work in a place with so much passion, it doesn't feel like you're working at all. And they really, they really get it. They're just, they're so dedicated. And even now with such an interesting period of time with COVID and all of these significant work and life changes, um, I have just seen the teams have just rallied to minimize any impact to customers and their horses. I mean, they're working crazy hours, weekends, and they're pitching in across the business and in operations. And in some cases, going to the warehouse to make sure that product is getting shipped out to the door. Because many of us understand and know that, especially with the supplements lines, like this is this can sometimes be the difference between, you know, a healthy horse and an unhealthy horse. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that um, you know, that's going to stop us from ensuring that our customers get the products that they need to keep their horses healthy. The team at SmartPack has been using their smarts to power healthy horses and happy riders for over 20 years. SmartPack's mission is to provide top-notch supplements and products for your horse and unbeatable customer service for you. They offer a variety of programs designed to make life in the barn easier. If you have questions about supplements, tack, and more, their horse health experts are available at any time. As riders and horse owners, they get you and your horse because they are you. And it's easy to see why more and more riders make SmartPack their first stop for everything from horse products to rider apparel. Visit smartpack.com or call 1-800-461-8898 to learn more about how SmartPack can help you take care of your horse today. I'd like to switch gears just slightly and talk a little bit more about your roadmap. Was it obvious to you that this is where you'd end up? Uh, maybe not so much with SmartPack, because um, I know that was a sort of a surprise to you that you'd end up in the horse industry this way. But was it always your goal to to end up as a, a chief marketing officer for a large company like this? Um, so it's always been my goal to um, have a really meaningful role within any company, um, one that I can influence and, and one that I can bring um, a lot of passion to. And so while um, I feel damn lucky that I, I am the CMO and the chief marketing officer, um, it, that certainly wasn't um, something that was a requirement. It's really more about, you know, what, what is it that I can bring to the business? 
what is it that I can do to support um, my my teams, and how do I make uh, their how do I make the lives of our customers better? And if I can do any one of those, it makes for a great role. But if I can do all three of them, what a blessing it's been. Um, and so I think that um, in itself, whether or not it's a title, um, has has really um, been a great achievement. Did you hit any roadblocks along the way? Um, anything that maybe stopped you dead in your tracks and you thought, wow, maybe I'm not on the right path or wow, I really need to reevaluate things or anything like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's there, there's always that constant question of, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Is this where I need to be? That's, that's just, that's a constant nagging that I find myself asking all the time. I will say that um, pretty late in my career, I um, was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. And I didn't, you know, it was something that I, I knew that there was something off. Um, and it really impacted my ability to perform, but I never really took the time to really do anything about it. Um, and I, I just think it has totally changed my life, the ability to be able to care for myself um, and to be able to talk about it. It's just, it's a health issue, just like any other health issue. And I think it's very important that, especially as leaders, um, we work to break through the stigma. Um, treatment changed my life, and I can only hope that I can normalize it and inspire others to really take care of themselves. I mean, you think about it, we take such good care of our horses. We really have to make that same investment in our own health. And I, I really let um, that, that hold me back for a while until I, I got really honest with myself and addressed it. Um, and I think that um, we as leaders need to, to really talk about those kind of things that, you know, hold any one of us back from being, um, being able to operate at 110%. That's great advice. And thank you for being so honest and open and, um, and really sharing that with us. Is there advice that you'd have for someone um, who, you know, maybe is experiencing something similar or, you know, they, they just think like something's not jiving, you know, what was your first step to say, Hey, I got to get control of this. I was actually sitting um, I was sitting in a really important meeting and I was just overwhelmed with panic um, and I almost passed out. And it was at that point that I said, I have got to tell somebody. Mm. And I went to my boss after that meeting and I said, I want to explain what happened. I wasn't sick, but there's something wrong. And I told her what I had been experiencing. And she looked at me and she said, you know what? I'm exactly, I, I, I have the exact same problem. And here's what I did to address it. I mean, it is, it is really amazing that as soon as you start to open up and with, with people that you trust, um, that this is a very, you know, mental health is really, is really prevalent. It can be really anything. I mean, you'll be surprised how, how much, being open and honest and authentic, how far that can take you, whether it's a difficult conversation with your boss or a peer or opening up to your family about your struggles. Um, you know, we're, we're like horses. We work best as a herd um, and reliant on our community to, to be safe and healthy. And I think tapping into that is incredibly important that, you know, you really find someone you trust and, and talk to them about it. And I'm sure that it, you'll, you'll be surprised with the results. We're all human at the end of the day. Um, that's just a testament to that, right? And if you can tap into that and, like you said, find those people who are willing to to support you in your journey, it's amazing how far we can all go together. Yep, I agree. Well, let's stick with the advice lane. Um, so if you could turn back time and talk to your freshman college self, what would you say? 
Oh my gosh. I would say, don't wait to get that horse, do it (laughs) right now. There's always time. Um, But also I would say, you know, I think even, especially when we're, when we're young, you know, it's so important to be popular. Um, And I look back now and I just think, you know, the one thing I would, I would tell my, my college uh, self is, you know, it's really, it's more than popularity. It's really about being true to yourself and that, you know, having integrity and humility will take you so much further than being popular. I mean, popularity can be a distraction. And that that goes to say, you know, outside of college, it also has to do with work too. You know, if you if you can, uh, you know, stick to your values and be humble and thankful and gracious for the talent around you, I think that it's going to, it, it can take a person as far as they want it to. Amen. That is great advice. Sort of along that same line, do you have specific advice for anyone that's looking to get into the equine industry? Um, since you sort of came to that, you know, a further point down in your career than a lot of our listeners who are, you know, maybe equine science students, um, but maybe they're not finding the right path. So, so maybe they want to come into it a little bit later in life. What advice do you have for that? Yeah, it's. I mean, if you think about what I just told you about my journey, I mean, you never know, right? I mean. I would love to be a pro rider. I mean, that would be my dream. I I am I don't even have an ounce of the talent of many of the writers out there, but there's just there's just so many ways to intersect with the equine industry that fall outside of those traditional roles. And and really if you're interested, um I have found some really cool companies just, you know, attending some of these big horse shows. If you just flip through the advertisement in some of those magazines or you click through association sites, I have just seen some very interesting new companies and trends that are um developing these curated services, there's app-based solutions, you know, the like the rest of uh, the big retail and consumer brands, everything is 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 going digital. And so there's just so many so much more opportunity um, for varied skill sets outside of those traditional roles that allow you to be a professional in this industry. Um, you can be a writer, you can be a creative, you can be a coder. I mean, all of those things are roles that you'll find at SmartPack. And so you really, you really never know. I think it just goes back to follow, follow your passion, focus in on those companies that are of interest and keep them on your radar. And um, hopefully you'll, you'll find a good fit one day. Absolutely. I was going to ask too, and this was sort of my additional question, which you just sort of um, alluded to as well. Now that you've been um, in the industry here for a few months and really working very closely with SmartPack and all of your many partners, have there been any like surprising roles um, or or companies that exist in the equine industry that uh, maybe you didn't think about before until you were put into this position? I have to say that um, even though SmartPak is known for its supplements um, and its its health products, it just it wasn't something that I thought a lot about. Um, and so when I have conversations with the health team and and those. Um, those on the the team that are developing the new formulas, it's really amazing when they talk about products and they talk about third parties and the the sources um, of their their products that they put into you know the the, the supplements. Um, I never would have thought about things like CBD or some of the whole foods or ginger and turmeric. Those are things that we cook on our own and we you know ingest in our bodies. And yet they're right for your four-legged friends too. Um, so that I think has been the biggest surprise. That is so true. That's a great point. And I also wanted to just encourage our listeners to go and check out SmartPak's website. Maybe that sounds like a, a, a no-duh thing to do, but honestly, go to 
smartpack.com because they're not just supplements. Like you guys do so much more. I mean, I think that was one thing that surprised me when I got into my role and started working with you all is of course you think smart pack, you think customer friendly, really great service to get your horse, wonderful supplements and to, you know, to help with your horse's health. But there is so much on your website. I mean, it is amazing. The products that you guys have available and all of your retail partners and your like learning center, right? And your blogs and your resources and your videos. And it's huge. There's a lot that goes on. Like you are surprising to me all in so many wonderful ways. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I mean, it, I would say that especially our supplements line, I mean, it is so highly curated. There is something for everyone. And we offer so many different um, solutions that in some cases it can be overwhelming. Um, but the digital team has created a lot of tools. So now we have a supplement wizard that people can take that break down all of those decisions and really help you find the right product for your, um, your horse challenges. Uh, and it's really amazing. And then of course, the breadth of, of product, um, which is fantastic. So there's there's something for everybody. Smartpack's a good case study too for just how many, like the breadth of careers that really, you know, everyone works with horses or talks about horses every day, but they're they're working in your shipping center or they're working in your customer service or they're on your digital team. That's amazing to me. It's very cool to think about that. Yeah. Our customer service team is absolutely incredible. And they are all so well-educated and informed on horse health um, that they they can pretty much answer any question and they take the time to do so. I mean, I, I know that we're well known for our customer service, but they absolutely blow me away. I will, I'll go up and, you know, have a meeting um, and sit uh, very close to that group and I hear them on the phones and I have yet to hear a question that they couldn't answer with depth um, and with really, really deep knowledge. That's very reassuring as a smart packer myself, <laughs> that if I ever have a question that I'm going to get someone on the phone that really actually can truly, truly help me, which is hard to find with, you know, pretty large companies that offer so many products that you might get the ring around, but that's not true with smart pack. Yeah, it's not. Can you give us like a ballpark number of just so people understand the scope of smart pack, how many employees or divisions there are? We have hundreds of employees across many functions um, that you would find in a traditional uh, retail or, you know, consumer brand business from marketing and creative to merchandising. You have our operations, you have IT, you have engineering development, you have analytics, um, business intelligence, finance, and the list goes on. I mean, you know, SmartPak is, um, although we serve a very traditional industry, we are a very uh, modern company. And so our functions um, certainly reflect that. Well, let's talk some more about horses. That's what we want to talk about anyway. So, yeah. Karma, what horses do you have today? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is this is the best part of the interview. I get to talk about horses again. Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so I have, I currently have um, three, three horses. So I have two daughters who ride competitively. I have one daughter that is um, that is a hunter, and she has had her horse for a couple of years. Um, my oldest daughter um, recently purchased a jumper, um, so that's her discipline. And because she purchased a, a jumper, I got her horse, um, which is a Dutch warm blood mare. And she's, um, so I'll say it, she's a pretty opinionated and somewhat difficult horse. <laughs> and so when we when we were um, when we went to purchase my older daughter's jumper, we had this uh, the Dutch um, warm blood mare. Her her name's Penny, um, out on a lease to purchase um, with a, a younger rider. And so the younger rider decided that she was a bit much to manage. And so she recently came back to me, and so now she's my horse, and I'm 
so excited because I love I love her. And I actually think that the more challenging she is, the better writer I am. Mm. And so um, I'm just I'm so happy and I, I can't wait to get started um, writing with her on a more regular schedule when some of this, uh, the barn uh, closures um, clear up a bit. Absolutely. We're all itching to get back in the saddle, especially because it's spring. I feel like this is like torture when the weather's nice and it's beautiful and gosh, we just want to ride. <laughs> I know it is. It is torture for sure. Do you have a most memorable moment with horses? I don't even know where to start, really. <laughs> I, I will I will tell you um, an interesting experience that I had. Um, I, I was an exchange student in Iceland of all places, um, which ended up being a fantastic experience. But I, I worked on a, on a sheep farm and there were a couple of Icelandic ponies that were just sort of part of this farm and they just wandered around and they were somewhat wild, like they they didn't have saddles for them. They did have, um, you know, bridles, no bits. And we would put these bridles on these somewhat wild ponies, and we would ride out to um, some of the hot springs in Iceland. So there was a, a girl in the family that I was staying with that was um, near to my age, and we would just ride these horses out for the day over, you know, this really uh, crazy terrain to these hot springs, spend the day and ride the horses back. And it was just a surreal experience, um, but it was just amazing how these horses really connected with you. You really didn't even need anything to have um, that relationship with a, a semi-wild horse. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty amazing experience, I must say. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I'm just trying to visualize, you know, these ponies and you're in Iceland and there's hot springs and it sounds very oh, magical. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really was. Do you have a horse industry recommendation that you can share with us? Um, it can be products or events or media or just anything about the horse industry that you absolutely love that you think our listeners would love too. Sure. Well, being a customer of SmartPack, I will probably start there. So um, I would say that the Hadley Breaches changed my life as a writer. Um, I have always been on the hunt for like the perfect breach for the right price. And as I've gotten older, um, I've gotten more particular and I purchased my first Hadley's, I would say probably a year, a year ago, I was, you know, I would, I would wear Pipers. Um, but the Hadley's fit me perfectly. I love the material. Um, I feel like I'm a better writer because of them. Um, and they also um, look, I, I like the way that they look. Their design um, is elegant um, and the price is right. So I, I love my Hadleys and we have some, you know, we're going to have some new products, um, new Hadleys coming out this fall. I can't wait <laughs> to try um, as well as spring um, some, some new colors and designs. So I'm really excited about that. Super fun. That's a great recommendation. Everybody needs the perfect fit, right? And to have that feel so you can just concentrate on riding your horse. And if those breeches are what does it, that's perfect. That's right. Do you have a non-horse industry recommendation <clears throat> for us? Which I know can be tough because we all eat, sleep, and breathe horses. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it could be a book or a podcast or a TV show or a place that you visited or your favorite dessert, literally anything. Well, well, I, I can't even start with the um, with the TV shows because I am so, so far behind. Um, I would be embarrassed to even say um, what season I am on um, with some of the more popular shows. But what I will say is that I spend my time is, um, you know, I love spinning and I have one of the, the, the bikes um, where you have, um, you know, the coach and the app and you really feel like you're in this immersed digital experience. I'm totally obsessed. 
And I am now using their app for yoga and strength training. And right now, you know, given we really can't get out and do very much, that's what I've, what I've been doing instead of, of writing um, and, you know, going to the gym. So I'm, I'm a little obsessed with it. A lot of people are missing the gym. I think that's really when people, when this whole thing is over, they're just going to flock to the gyms and be with their people and, you know, take the classes that they love. So I think there's a lot of people that are right there with you. So true. And I also, you know, want to be ready for when I get back on my mare and she does her thing that I stay in the saddle. So I have to stay strong. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's the, that's the key. <laughs> we want to, the goal is to stay on top, right? <laughs> that's what I would yeah. tell my husband. That's my plan today. I'm <laughs> stay on top. <laughs> that's right. Today I will not die. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to play this or that. So I've got a couple of questions that are this or that. So I'll give you two options and you'll just pick one and you don't have to have any reason for why. Um, and then I have a few questions that are just like, what's your favorite? And then just whatever comes to your mind first, let it go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. East coast or West coast? Oh, sorry to say West coast. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Mares or geldings? Mares. Do you like timed events or judged events? Oh boy, timed. <laughs> Do you like mini horses or like true ponies? <laughs> ponies. <laughs> and if you're going to get away and really relax, do you want to sit on the beach or do you want to go to the spa? Ah, oh, neither. I want to go ride. <laughs> but I'll I guess I'll say spa if I have to. <laughs> Good answer. That's probably the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call it soda or is it pop? Soda. And if you had to do a chore, would you rather muck stalls or sweep the aisle? Ooh, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably sweep the aisle. It's very satisfying. <laughs> it is a little dusty though. Would you rather go to the gym or do you want to work out from home? Gym. So I got a couple of questions that'll just ask you your favorite. So what was your favorite course in college? Mm, anthropology. When you're looking in your metrics, so your analytics and marketing, what is that KPI, so that key performance indicator that is means the most to you or that you let drive some decision? Uh, we have a metric um, that is customer lifetime value, which has a lot of components involved, but it basically tells you uh, the future value of any one customer. So it's very helpful for marketing. Absolutely. And then what's the very first thing that you're going to do um, after this quarantine and social distancing and all of that is over? What's the first thing you're going to go out and do? I hope I'm going to go to a horse show. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Completely missing it so much. Well, Karma, that is all that I had for you today. It was such a pleasure getting to know you and to hear more about the great company that is SmartPak. Thank you so much for coming on Beyond the Saddle today. I appreciate the opportunity. I could talk about Smart Pack forever um, and horses forever. So thank you so much. Um, so nice to get to know you. Thanks again to the team at Smart Pack for making this episode of Beyond the Saddle possible. Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at, at Beyond the Saddle Podcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.